what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 63, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, who is currently in the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Good evening. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to be recording tonight. Me too. It feels like, do we take off a little bit of extra time? Not really, right? I guess we did it last Monday. Uh, yeah, last Monday sounds right. It feels not like there's been a lot that's happened since then. No, and you know we're not doing two episodes a week yet. Yet. I feel like that's coming. Ben's out of the, the studio this week, so I think that we might do one later on in the week, and that way we kind of balance two. Is he finding the lost interns or what? I do don't know, know where he is tonight. Last I saw, he had something going on with, I, I'm not really sure, something to do with the Girl Scouts again, but let's hope that he's not getting in any fights. Did you see the, his blog about nearly getting into it with the, with the dad about yelling in front of his kids at the ballpark? No. Oh, yeah. He had to a, a big kerfuffle with some guy who was just drunk yelling things at the bullpen. They were sitting right behind the bullpen. Oh, good. And, yeah. Got into it pretty pretty quickly, but he, I'll let him tell the story when he gets back. Yeah. I feel like Ben would use some really good words and in like a piercing way, he yes. constructs sentences. Yes. Um, and it would just go over the head of a drunk guy yelling at the bullpen. Or he'd make just some ridiculous joke that, you know, we probably wouldn't have gotten sober. That guy definitely wouldn't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of his thing I, I look forward to hearing uh, I need to read the blog and then yes. hear more from him next time he's on indeed he can fill in the strokes for sure but uh, yeah he's I think he's doing stuff with the interns as well so all kinds of, of fun stuff it's like basically summertime not really yet but it feels like it's getting there really quickly yep it's 84 degrees here in Atlanta which is like a really nice temperature yeah um, on the warmer side and then it's gonna it'll be in the 90s before we know it i'm sure yeah it's the sa exact same way here it's like the maybe two weeks a year that it's just really gorgeous it's very few and far between but it's fine it's not that big of a deal only one more year of the outdoor ballpark here yeah it'll be really nice to show up for a day game like a matinee game in the middle of a week if you like play hooky from work and go sit indoors and watch baseball exactly especially because you don't have to worry about burning your ass on the on the plastic seats out there or irradiating your skin with the sun yes just absolutely brutal we've all been there with that sunburn before and it is awful did i tell you about the first game that i ever took stephanie my wife to no i don't think so so the first game that we went to was um a day game in july at the ballpark <laughs> oh no so right that's that's what everyone says it was um, a particularly important game for us to go to, not because of the opponent or the way the team was playing, but uh, these were literally right behind home plate. Okay. Um, you, you don't pass up tickets like nope. that. It's nope. really, really much of any ball game. Um, so we went and we're like, okay, it's going to be really hot. And um, yeah, it was damn hot. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it was <laughs> terrible. Now, were these the ones that were behind home plate that have like all the free food and drinks and everything? Yes. Okay. Nice. So you're like home plate, home plate kind of thing. Yeah, they brought us a lot of water and a lot of sunscreen, but still quite miserable. Um, it was me, my dad, and Stephanie, and that was that was her introduction to my love of baseball. Hey, she stuck with you at least. This was many years ago. It's true, indeed. But it's I, I feel like so. Someone told me just recently that they got screwed by those tickets where they call they like bought them and they were like the fourth or fifth row, and it's like only the first three. 
and they called up like the box office and everything. They're like, "Oh no, you're good." Blah blah blah. Nope, wrong. Ooh, woof. That's a that's a brutal thing to do in the very last year of a stadium to people when you want them to buy season tickets. Yes, that's a, that is very true. I, yeah. I deeply look forward to the new ballpark. I hope I can do the same thing and come to opening day. I think we all have to go to opening day. I don't think there's any way around that. I don't really care how much it costs. Yeah, very I, good. I don't think there's any way around that. So that, That's the primary reason that my family has a small season ticket like allotment is so that we can guarantee seats for opening day. That's not a bad idea, though. Yeah, It's really, I mean, especially considering you don't live in Dallas, so... No, but I still offer tickets to people. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. I completely forgot. That was the funniest damn thing I've ever seen in a text message stream. Because I knew exactly what happened. And I knew that you're... Okay, so let's... Do you want to set the context first? Yes. So, for the listeners, I do not live in the Dallas Metroplex area where the Rangers play. My family does. Um, and they have like the mini season ticket package where you can get like 20 games a year and there's, there's four seats. So um, very often these, these tickets either, you know, aren't used by the family or, you know, my dad gives them somebody at work or, or whatever. But um, this last week uh, I get a text from my dad. It's to, to myself and my brother. And he says, Hey, uh, I can't use the tickets to, to Rangers Astros. There are four tickets and a parking pass up for grabs. Whoever gets them first, whoever tells me who it is first, you know, just give me an email address. So I immediately text Justin uh, and Ben and say, hey, anybody want this to the, the Rangers and Astros game? And Ben, you know, was not non-committal. And then by the time he committed, he was, I was like, oops, they're gone. <laughs> this all happened in the span of like, Maybe 90 seconds. 90 seconds, dude. It was so great to watch because the thing was like I was going over to my in-laws, so I knew I couldn't use them. So my idea was to give Ben kind of the head jump on it. So that way, you know, I know that Ben would appreciate going, especially because I can't go. And then I could use the, oh, damn, I have to go to the in-laws, which is what happened anyway, and I couldn't really get out of it. And so I kind of like let it breathe. And then Ben Ben showed up, what, like 10, not, not even 10 minutes later. Like he showed up pretty quickly considering and I mean, it was maybe a couple of minutes between. And then by yeah. the time that you had said, oh, no, they're free. They're yours. Then you were like immediately replied and just said it was gone. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, that South Park episode where they take their money to the bank and right. it's gone. And it's gone. It's That's exactly what it was like. It just it was like you were dangling it in front of him like a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. I, I guess I could have been clearer that they were free and he might have just said, yes, please. Right, right away. But um. It was no, a funny dude. sequence. It was a great sequence, and I know you better than that, so I knew exactly what you meant. But yeah. it was so damn funny to watch it all play out in real life. <laughs> it felt really bad, but it was good. Oops, no, it sorry. was it was perfectly timed. But yeah, I don't even think I had talked to Ben about that. I, I kind of forgot about that because that was kind of early on in the weekend. So well, you know, it's a lot of work to get down there and everything. I'm sure it's like eh, whatever. But it would have been nice for him and his, the family to get down there for for free. Well, he just got into it with the people behind the bullpen, so I mean, I think. I think he's getting out there pretty regularly and we're going to be back out there for, they're going to do a makeup game for the one that we missed for Saturdays at the ballpark. That's going to be the same. So they're doing a, a day night double header the same day that um, Adrian Beltre's number gets retired. Ah, uh, great. That'll yeah. be awesome. So, but I think that they're, since we have the day game, they're going to usher us all out of there before they, you know, so I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we're going to find some way to like turn, 
turn it into content. I think like maybe we'll just send Ben out with the microphone and have him like pretend like he thinks it's right now and then let somebody break the news to him. You know, something like that. Something great. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I'd like to see Ben break out into some tears. Maybe that'd be good. Something like the that. The old switcheroo will do that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it'll be fun, man. It, we'll, it's like in June. So we're going to bake in the sun like we've already talked about in this episode. But well, how, how much more of that do you really have left in your lifetime before that's like not okay? Yeah, no, it, not long. Not long at all, which is greatness. <laughs> yeah. One last time. They'll be fine, but it, it'll be a blast. We're going to do uh, Saturday at the ballpark in May, so we'll make sure to put it all out for everybody to come come hang out whenever they, uh, whenever they can and just, you know, get some beers and talk a little baseball with us and, you know, have a good time. So we'll put Sound, out more. Sounds beers. awesome. Yeah, man, whenever you're in town, you'll have to make sure. We'll have to try to plan one around whenever you're going to be here next. Well, so the thing about that is I don't plan trips home anymore. I have yeah. to invent reasons, so this might be one of the reasons I, that I invent. I'm good with that. I mean, we are going to Colorado, to be fair, so that's going to be a blast. That's true. I need to plan that. Yes, we all need to plan that. <laughs> I don't know why we're dragging our feet so badly on it when we know what's happening. Shit, yeah. Like we should talk. We'll, get, that, we'll get on that this week. <laughs> I would say let's put the interns on it, but, you know, it just that never works out well. Ben's chasing the scheduler down or something. I'm not know. sure. Who knows what's going on with him. But, uh, all right, well, let's see who is sponsoring the pod today. Great. Are you tired of looking for the perfect chicken joint? Need to quench your thirst for good? Well, I have the place for you. That's right, I'm talking about Francisco Lindor's Cock and Pop Shop. Come on down to Francisco Lindor's Cock and Pop Shop today where they have all of the essentials. They've got garlic chicken, sweet chicken, rare chicken, spicy chicken, fried chicken, whole chickens, half chickens, feathered chickens, bald chickens, fat chickens, skinny chickens, and good old-fashioned boiled chicken. They also carry the finest selection of soft drinks and sodas with flavors like cherry, cola, apple, apricot, celery, chocolate, and cream. Located on I-20, just south of Albuquerque, right next to the Rug and Tug. Come on down (laughs) to Francisco Lindor's Cock and Pop Shop today, and you tell them that you heard about it from the Outfielder guys. Back to you, Sam and Ben. What the fuck? Genius. (laughs) You missed uh, Werner's Soda. Ah, uh, yes. Burners is actually good ginger ale, though. Is that ginger ale? It's something like that. Some sort of, yeah. It's ginger-based, I'm pretty sure. So you you serve raw, they serve raw chicken. Uh, rare chicken, yeah. I wouldn't call it raw, necessarily. But Well, I you know, I was thinking maybe in terms of rarity and not necessarily oh. the amount in which it was cooked. So uh, I needed I needed some clarification there. So chicken tartare. Yeah, we'll, more to come. We'll We'll get back with the restaurant and make sure. You know, well, that just sounds downright disgusting. I mean, delicious. Thank you, sponsor. <laughs> the uh, the celery soda was something that I was not expecting. It's a stretch, but you know, it could work for those vegetarians out there. Ben might love it. Ooh, we'll have to have Ben weigh in on that. <laughs> well, his ads are great, so but I, I don't know. We can't really uh, find much better than those, but you know, we try to to keep up whenever he's gone. All right. Well, I guess let's do the POS corner. Great. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. 
This is purely baseball-related piece of shit corner today, and today we're going to be talking about the normally very, very good Chris Sale. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. It was the, the numbers are just too bad to ignore, and they need to be publicized. We're talking about a career guy who has like a 43 war and a career below sub three ERA, normally and a very excellent pitcher really in the gutter to start the seasons. And I, I'm sure you have many thoughts on, on why that's going on, but mm. the counting numbers before today's start where he, he K'd 10 over five and gave up two or three runs. It's not um, a bad. Before, no, not too bad. that's the first okay start. Correct. But before that start ERA of 8.4 across four losses in four games, uh, 14K in 18 innings and a 1.55 whip. Um, not Chris Sale numbers, so maybe he's shaking some rust off, but I was looking at some similar pitchers in terms of, of their statistical categories. He's in the same boat as the likes of Dan Otero. Oh, no. Uh, Edison Volquez, who's currently mm-hmm. on the disabled list, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Harvey. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty, much, pretty much the same guy on paper as Chris Sale. Yeah, but at least I think Chris Sales probably had longer-term success than those guys, though, right? Oh, yeah. You betcha. But right now, Chris Sales... Right now, no. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, the fact... Dude, the fact that... I swear to God, speaking of fantasy and all that, like Chris Sale, because he's on my fantasy team, I swear to God, I started him. I don't think my lineup saved or some shit like that. I don't know. Because I always do it a day in advance. That way I keep from, you know, from doing that. And so I was delighted to see him strike out 10 today. And, you know, gave me about 13 and a half fantasy points, something like that, on my fucking bench. But yep. uh, also, I love your hedging language that you used in your text message. Yes. Uh, for, <laughs> for the audience, uh, Justin and I are uh, matched up this week in fantasy. I'm in first place at 3-0 and after I took down the venerable Marty uh, last week, Indeed. the two-time champion. And Justin is in 10th of 10 place. Yes. So uh, not an amazing squad. A lot of injuries on, on Justin's side. But we're matched up. And uh, he left Chris Sale on the bench, unfortunately. So what I decided to do was be very political in what I told him. He said, Justin told me that he left Chris Sale on the bench. And I said, uh, I will consider giving you the win if you cover the spread of that point. And then I said, (laughs) you you won't cover that spread, but I I will consider it. But don't even for a second think that that language was lost on me. I know exactly who I'm talking to, and yep. I'm glad it, it made its way through your brain. Exactly, because I knew that you left left the door slightly cracked for you to be just a complete and utter asshole, especially <laughs> if it comes right down to it. I, I kind of hope it does. I hope I hope I win by like 12 points. To be honest, that'd be pretty funny, though. I mean, like you can't write comedy like that. No, it's pretty bad. I, I do feel bad for you. Stuff like that happens. If you're no, if you're like in a bad connection or something, you're yeah. changing your lineup. It might not save all the way. Yeah, and I think that's what happens because because I was looking at it after that this happened, and I had set my lineup for tomorrow already. So I was like, well, uh, I know that I fucking did this because this is what I always do. But yeah, I'm shit very happens. Sorry. I mean, it was, like I said, it was thirteen and a half points. You're probably right. It won't make a difference because the injury bug is just killing my team. Uh, and that kind of leads me to my piece of shit for the corner is my fucking fantasy team. It is just so hurt. And like even the people that like Chris Sale, who, I mean, by all means, is a usually a fantastic starter, has just been shaking rust off and just off to such a slow start. And it feels like Kershaw was that way where he started the season on the 10 day 
injured list. Working on it. Working on it. Um, a lot of stuff like that where it's just kind of screwed me over. I also feel like, so there are two things that could happen here, and, and you can help me. Either one, I feel like I set, I let some people go that I didn't mean to let go as far as keepers. Okay. Or two, I'm just confusing it with the league that Jason and I had last year. I think it might be a combination of both of those things. But yeah, that's why so, I don't play two of these leagues, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm in two as well. One of them is a weekly setup with my brother, and that's quite a bit easier to set up. Like, there's more front-loaded research time and, and stuff, but much easier to manage day-to-day. I would also argue that you have too many Boston Red Sox on your team, and they are not playing very well. I do. So I dropped Jackie Bradley Jr. today. Uh, so my thing is, and I was telling you this uh, earlier, I, uh, I was really looking for like a resurgence from him just in general, like maybe like a little bit more disciplined at the plate. Not yep. happening. Not happening yep. at all. So before that, even, you had, yeah. after, after you dropped him, you had seven Boston Red Sox on your team. There is a 27-man roster. Seven of those slots after you dropped drop jbj were red Sox, so uh that's that's too much you're just being a bit of a homer i'm sorry well i mean is erod a bad pitcher to have on your team regard take off the labels no i don't think so i had him on my team last year but i wouldn't have him on my team this year well i mean we're just getting started and he's been pretty good so far i mean decent i mean no no boston starter's been great but he's been fine Would would you have matt barnes on your team no labels uh, at this point, yes, just because it's starting off Wrong. okay, but he will be off this team within weeks. Bad, bad idea, bad opinion, shitty opinion. Sorry. Well, who else am Michael I going to go? Chavez? Who else am I? Uh, well, that's more of a the long term play. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you're still losing. Listen to me though. So let <laughs> give me one one fucking thing at a time. Come on. Um. No, but I think like I, I definitely think that Matt Barnes is going to be someone that I'm going to drop. But who else am I going to go pick up right this second? We haven't seen enough for to make any real good judgment on like. Well, that's why you get three plays a week. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. So I'm starting to kind of fill some of those holes. I think that's the the main crux, and the the DL thing is starting to work itself out too. So yeah, you you do have a lot of injuries. I think with a full staff, you might have eked out with one win out of three matchups. It is I, I it agree. is very early. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about it. I was really pissed I didn't uh, that I nearly beat Jason by like a quarter point, but lost it. So shit happens. That's pretty rough. I yep. beat Marty, who by all rights should have beaten me. I beat him by three points. Um, we both scored near 300 points, so like one percent. He his pitching staff imploded Saturday and Sunday. They gave up 30 earned runs. Oh my they caved 20 oh. across like you know a shitload of innings. And they blew three saves. Holy shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I w- I'm not going to say I won, but yeah. I definitely didn't lose. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely backslid for him really quickly. Yes. I mean, he, by all means, his team rakes and should have beat the shit out of me. But, yeah, I feel your your team is in the piece of shit corner for good reason. But yes. I'm, I'm convinced you can turn it around. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to get it figured out. It's it's one of those things when you only have three three moves a week since we you know used to game the system and all. I uh, I have to really strategically think about what the biggest need is. And God, like I was so pissed whenever you got to Caleb Smith before I did. Not that I really believe in that pick, but it's a great pickup. He's hot right now. Yeah, I lost um, Matt Shoemaker to an ACL sprain. Mm-hmm. He's out for the season. And then I picked up Tuki Toussaint on the Braves. He's Saw supposed that. to be um, a fireballer. And then he, he got shelled 
um, and gave up seven runs, and they immediately optioned him. So I had, to, I had to pick up two pitchers immediately. Yeah. Dude, that's always the worst whenever a guy comes up and he gets rocked so bad that they just immediately send him back down. Caleb Smith, uh, we'll, we'll see. I yeah. mean, it's the Marlins. You, it's so hard to say. Yeah, we'll talk about the Marlins, Marlins here in a bit. Yeah. Uh, we've got some good stuff to talk about the Marlins. Well, uh, let's take a look around what's going around baseball. How about that? Excellence. Indeed. A good piece of shit corner, though. Yes, I feel good about these, these pieces of shit. Let's see. All right. So do we want to start AL East like usual? Yeah, I think um, Tampa Bay is looking really strong. They've still got a couple of guys really crushing it. They lost um, Austin Meadows yes. to the injured list, um, which is is painful because he was looking really good young guy. Yeah, I've liked him for a little bit. Hasn't he been around in a several different systems? Yeah, so, several systems. Um, I'm not going to name names because I'm not totally sure. I could but be completely I, wrong, but I don't think so. No meaningful time in the majors. And, um, yeah, he's, he's all as advertised so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what, what's, do we know how long he's going to be out for? I do not off the top of my head. Okay. He started in Pittsburgh and then got traded to Tampa. So he must've been part of the Chris Archer trade. Yeah. Must've been. That sounds right. Actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I feel like I do remember that. Yeah. They, I don't, uh, they're scoring a lot of runs and they have a very low team ERA. They really do. He's on the 10 day injured list with a right thumb strain. So he'll be back soon. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So the Red Sox uh, played them this past weekend and actually swept them, which was delightful. Um, they definitely something that they needed as far as trying to turn a corner. And I really hope that I don't spend the whole year watching them try to turn a corner, you know? Just I mean, when bit. do you start worrying? I know this. We we talked about this last week, but when do you start to worry about your fantasy team or your your favorite team? I've got to think it's like after May. Yeah, that's what I think too. You've had at least a sample size to see. You've had some time to see people heat up and cool down. You've had a time to see people just shake the rust off and get going. And I I, I agree with that. I think any time towards the end of May, I think Boston is going to spend some more time. Con- kind of trying to shake things off, but their offense is certainly starting to heat up finally. Yep. And we were talking about Michael Chavis a minute ago, but the whole reason they brought him up is because old man Pedroia can't stay healthy. And yeah. I'd rather get somebody young there. I don't know that I wouldn't rather him take over at third, which is his natural position to over Devers, man, because Devers cannot get it going. I mean, do you want him? Do you want Devers at third or do you want him at second? I don't want, I don't know that I want Devers on the field at all. I don't know. I, it's hard to say, but right now, as it stands, we don't have a second baseman necessarily. So right now, it works out fine. But Devers and the errors, man, is just he can't. He makes so many errors; it's ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's very painful to watch him play defense for sure. Um, but I, I feel you on the the Chavez. I, I was calling him Chavez. Is it oh, Chavez? I've I don't know. I never know how to say that name, so I've just always gone with Chavis, But. I think that would be a wait and see sort of situation. He could totally suck. Oh, he could definitely t- like be terrible. But it, for my fantasy team's sake and my regular team's sake, I'm going to hope yeah. not. But and that's definitely like I said for the long term play for anything. I've got to think if Boston's at 500 by the end of May, you're probably pretty happy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all they've got to do is prattle off, you know, five or six wins in a row, and they're right back to work. And the other prattle thing that's helped, do what <laughs> prattle off. Yeah. I just haven't heard that in a bit. It's a great one. Yeah. It also helps them that the Yankees are hurt as all shit. 
They are, but they've won four in a row. They have. And I think like maybe six of the last eight or something, something like that. They're they're looking pretty good. I'm looking uh, at their Despite having 13 guys on the injured list. That's they had their so biggest weird. producer, Clint Frazier, actually sprained his ankle yesterday. He's day-to-day, but uh, this is a guy who has like 18 RBIs and eight home runs or something like that, and I'm not sure offensively how they're going to survive without Clint. It looks and without Aaron Judge and without Giancarlo, all those people. Yeah, Giancarlo isn't going to be back until April 30th, so we've still got another week or and some change on that. Yeah. And then, oh, dude, this this is going to shock you. Jacoby Ellsbury, he's on the, the disabled list. Oh, my God. Don't. I was actually mowed my grass earlier in my Jacoby Ellsbury Red Sox shirt because that's all it's good for these days. <laughs> Doing yard work. Doing yard work. Prattling around the house. Is that what how we yeah. use that? I think that's piddling around the house. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, people like Greg Bird, Aaron Hicks, Batances, Severino being on the DL uh, until, like, July 1st really hurts them. Ooh, woof. That is brutal. Yeah, so, uh, I, don't have, I don't have a ton of thoughts on Toronto. Um, Matt Shoemaker was their best pitcher, and he's gone. So, I mean, you could immediately, if he wasn't around during the start of the season, you could remove four of those wins. Almost certainly. Their well, offense yeah. isn't there. They should be calling up Vlad by the end of the week. I've heard that. Um, and that would be fantastic. Has he been mashing the absolute piss out of the ball in the minors already? Yeah, he's hitting well over 400. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. We're going to see the you know just the emergence of an absolute goddamn behemoth of a baseball player. He's owned in your current fantasy baseball league by me. I'm aware. I am aware. So that's really exciting about Toronto. I would say Marcus Stroman is is another like quasi bright spot. He could quietly do a lot of damage and will probably be a trade piece by uh, July. Yeah, he's always so up and down. I feel like, it's his only yeah. but I guess that's the life of a pitcher, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the the truly elite ones don't have a lot of that. They might have like nine great starts and one medium start. I would say Stroman's starts are almost all medium. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, he's he's the Dallas Keuchel of the Toronto Blue Jays minus the Cy Young Award. God, speaking of that, I can't believe he still hasn't been signed anywhere. Uh, yeah, I you know I got to think this is now mostly because of his agents. I, I you almost have to think so. Who do we know who his agent is? Let me look. Scott Boris. Oh no, of course it is, dude. Oh God. Yeah, that guy's uh, I occupied think they... the piece of shit quarter several times. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe again, we'll see. What if Keuchel just like didn't get signed this year? He'd be a piece of shit for the millennia. I think so too. But I mean, at what point is it not really your fault? <sighs> um. So yeah, I don't know. But after after May sixth, I want to say teams are no longer penalized uh, draft picks for picking up free agents. Mm, so he that's should probably be what it is. Up. Yeah. Okay. That's probably what it is. That makes well, price is probably a sticking point too, and like his performance has been mediocre the past couple of years. He's not like good enough to command the money that he wants. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I I definitely think so too. I would. I don't think that I want a whole lot of part of him in Boston. It just depends on what the price is. I mean, I don't want it like a three or four year deal. I want like a year deal with a lot of money. Just throw the bag at him for a year. For sure, and I mean Boston could certainly use it. You've got. Um, Ivaldi on the DL. Who else? Well, yeah. So Ivaldi's out for six weeks. You've got so they lost uh, Drew Pomerantz, and Ugh. fuck him. <laughs> I hate that guy. 
they lost him. They lost, um, I mean, Craig Kimbrell. So, I mean, their pit- their pitching staff is weaker. Oh, and Stephen Wright is out, too, as well. For, for like, so He's suspended, right? I'm pretty I sure, don't know about that. I'm pretty sure he's like suspended. Or, oh, for performance-enhancing drugs or something like that. What a loser. I know, right? Who takes PEDs to play baseball? I don't know. Those that believe that people don't, yeah, eight, suspended eighty games. Uh, wow. Those that don't think people take drugs to play baseball are out of their mind. But for sure, the one thing that I I've really pondered over a lot this season is what the hell happened to where the Red Sox were absolutely fucking done with Ke- uh, Craig Kimbrell, like just done. I don't know. Does they he have like a, an injury or something that we don't know about? I, I don't know how he would. I mean, he hasn't been pitching, but I just feel like they slammed that door and they haven't cracked it open at all. And that's really odd considering he was their World Series closer. I mean, I, well, I guess technically he wasn't, but, you know. Well, and considering that they need the help. Right. It just He's feels... a known quantity. He would work in the system. You know, he wouldn't have any jitters going back to Fenway. Like, yeah. he can do the job and do it well, very well. Something must have happened where he just pissed them off. And, I mean, they've been emphatic that they're not doing it. I mean, it was never even a question, which is interesting. Yeah, it could be money, too. You know, he was asking for, I think, record levels of relief pitching money. But, I mean, is a major league front office really going to be offended at a player, like, initially starting out wanting, you know, a huge contract after he just won the World Series? I mean, I don't think you could really be that sensitive. You shouldn't be. But that's kind of what seems like is happening. (laughs) Sure. Weird. Conspiracy theorizing, I guess. But, you know, still. I will talk briefly about the Orioles and only one player on the Orioles, and that's Chris Davis. He finally got some hits. He did. He did against the Red Sox. He got all the hits against the Red Sox, too. Ooh, woof. That's no good at all. No, he went two for three last night against the White Sox with his first home run of the year. I meant that more of a... Second home run of the year. I meant that as more of a, just like a general, like, he tore the, a new asshole in that game because he did. Oh, yes. Uh, first game, he went three for five, oh for four, one for three. He had to get that monkey off his back at some point. Yeah, and then, you know, after that, he's been okay. One for one, two for four, two for three, like, not terrible. He's raised his average to 130. Hey, at what point do they just... I mean, I guess they don't really have anything behind him that's... Well, I'll tell you what they had behind him. A lot of contract dollars and nobody else wants to scoop up and not a winning ball club that needs to be out there producing. So they just let him, like, get the monkey off. Hack at the ball. <laughs> so... Part of me, like, well, actually quite a bit of me super appreciates that that's going on. Like a lot of clubs, regardless of where the, um, like the, the grander scheme of the organization falls Mm -hmm. would probably pull him and be like, get anything else out there. But they're like, no, no, let him, let him figure this out. This is a guy who can hit 50 home runs a year, who has hit 50 home runs a year. Like let him figure it out. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's solved, but. He got those first couple hits, and it's not looking awful right now. But, I mean, it's one of those things, too, where you don't want him to be that good. I mean, I guess, well, you, it's not like you could tra- – the tra- the contract isn't tradable, so that doesn't matter. But it's more – I mean, it's no. a nightmare of a contract. It really yeah, is. nightmare of a contract, and I don't think it matters how good he could become this year. Um, nobody would want that contract knowing that he can go historically the other direction. And get like the worst over slump <laughs> in the universe. All right. Uh, let me look at this contract because I remember it being just absolutely insane. So signed it in 2016. It was seven years, 161 million, including all <laughs> fully guaranteed. 
That's a lot. An average annual salary of $23 million. Yeah, all the way up to he's re- unrestricted free agent in 2023. God. At which point he will retire. Correct. A very rich man. Good for him. Good for him. I love the fact that he did steroids all the way up until the point where he needed to, and then he just stopped. Yeah. Great. I admire it. Why keep paying for the steroids? You got your bag. Steroids <laughs> are expensive, man. <laughs> I don't know. He just, something's up with his hand-eye coordination, his mechanics. He was like, whatever, I'm just going to fucking swing it. Maybe it's because he deflated like a balloon. <laughs> Could be. A lot of flappy skin. Dude, yeah, that's got to be it. The loose skin's getting in his way. Now, see, we're solving problems here. Yeah, the skin's prattling about. Is that right? <laughs> Maybe. Yes, I love it. Uh, let's see. Minnesota's off to a nice tear in the Central, actually, which is kind of yeah. nice to see because they were they underperformed the hell out of last year. Many runs scored. I know Jose Barrios is doing a good job pitching the ball. I think, are they close to bringing back Irvine Santana? They must be, right? Let me look into this. Yeah. Uh, what else about Minnesota? You know, I don't know much. They, I know they've got Nelson Cruz. They've also got um, Polanco, who's kind of crushing the ball. So they're, they're hitting quite a few runs. Santana will be back on Wednesday, it looks like. They have more runs scored than any team in the Central, any team in the East, um, any team in the AL except for Seattle, Texas, and Oakland. Pretty good. So for Minnesota, this is this is one of our predictions for the year that they would score many runs, yes. and I think that that's probably winning them a ton of games. And they don't even have uh, what's his name, uh, Sano? No, Miguel Sano is not back yet, to my okay. to my knowledge. Isn't he like hurt, hurt, like really hurt? He had like a foot thing going on. Let's see if we have any news about our boy Sano. So he's yeah. headed to Fort Myers, like middle, of, like maybe a week ago or so, to start getting into some shape. So I would say probably like mid-season. Okay, that's fine. He can he can mash taters for sure, uh, yeah. but he's going to strike out a lot. But he'll fit in nicely, like right behind um, Nelson Cruz or something like that. Man, I, I still can't believe Nelson Cruz is ba- one bouncing around this league at all. But two, is in Minnesota. Like that's feels shocking. Is this his second year there? Um, I think maybe he got there mid-season last year. I want to say that's right. No, he was. Mm, don't quote me on that. Oh yeah, no, he has a four-year deal with the Twins. Started. Oh no, this is the first year of it. He was okay. with Seattle last year, still. Right. Yeah. Fourteen million guaranteed. Twelve million dollar club option. Three hundred million dollar or three hundred thousand dollar buyout. Not three hundred million. <laughs> what an incredible buyout if that's the case. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, man. I feel like Cleveland, they finally cut Hanley Ramirez already, realizing there's he's either selling drugs or nothing's there. One of the two. Selling or taking or both. He wasn't doing bad, I feel like, though. Not great, but, I mean, he hadn't played yeah. baseball in like a year and change. Well, it's just not valuable. He's not a valuable guy anymore. Huh. I don't think he was that incredibly valuable when the Red Sox signed him, to be honest with you. No. I would say the most shocking thing about the Central is Detroit um, with a winning record. They yes. seem to be... Um, Winning games somehow. I mean, their run differential is minus ten. How is this working? Well, they played Boston today and won that one, so that's cool. Uh, but they're playing a doubleheader right now. So, oh, how's is that a young guy pitching for the Red Sox that we talked about? Yeah, dude, I could have sworn Darwin Zon, Darwin Zon Hernandez. I could have sworn I read that as Zion, and I was like, <laughs> eh? And you were like, you know, your number one pitching prospect. I was like, oh yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, he was going tonight. Uh, here in just a little bit, actually. So well, that'll be that'll be good. Maybe we can catch that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I love I the, have... that Tim Anderson has been in all kinds of hot water 
with the whole calling someone the n-word and getting sanctioned by the mlb for it and suspended two games i mean what yeah a wild i mean scene. sounds like a little bit of a hothead if that's what's going on kind of what it seems like it seems like the he plays for a team that hasn't had a winning record in like 10 years yeah how he's they, out there something with something to prove how are they still so bad uh you know i don't know they've got yon mancato um, they've got Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson's good pitching. Probably they don't have any of that. Must they've be. got Carlos Rodon, and um, can't think of another one. Honestly, they burned this thing down when like LaRoche left or whatever. I mean, right, long like two thousand and three. I think they burned it down. It feels that way for sure. And they've continually traded away. I mean, we talked. You just mentioned Yoan Mankata. They've like they've made good trades. It feels like it just doesn't work really strange it's really mm-hmm. odd it's not like it's an undesirable place to be like long term it's not a it's a pretty storied franchise overall yeah for sure i mean uh, you know i don't know anything about their front office they could be totally mismanaged yeah, um it seems so pitch, pitching must not be very good they have a lot of runs scored against them every time you want to start talking about front office mismanagement though i mean it's pretty hard to measure up to the measuring stick that is the mets so yeah, it's rough for yeah. old one James in Middletown. Yeah, maybe we let him uh, come on and talk about it himself. Yeah, he will. I'm sure he will. Uh, let's talk about the West because I definitely want to get your take on the the hot start of the Rangers a little bit. I mean, hot's relative, I guess, but uh, Seattle's mashing the living piss out of the ball. Yes, so and, many home runs from that team. They've got a guy, um, Vogelbach, who is... I think he has like eight home runs and maybe 40 or 50 at-bats. It's unbelievable. And they've got um, Mitch Hanniger doing a really good job. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of their offense is just really clicking. And then um, Houston, also venerable. They're going to – I think they'll still end up winning the division. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun looking at the West because they are the most competitive division in baseball, maybe outside of the NL West. Do you think that – so my take is I think the Rangers have been better than expected, for sure. Yes. I mean, but when they've pissed themselves, it's been pretty bad. Yeah, I think we're going to lose Lance Lynn to the IL here in a minute. Yeah, that's not going like to help. That's, that's that, pretty new news. That seems to happen to him just about every season. Yeah, some sort of nerve issue in his elbow, oh, that's the one that's great. had Tommy John. So not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they're scoring a lot of runs. Yeah. Um, the offense is really doing well. Um, Shinsu Chu is getting on base at like a 400 clip or something like that. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad at all. Elvis Andrews, uh, one of the better shortstops active in the game right now. It seems, can't complain. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the wave. You know. It seems like the they're having record. they're having more fun than they had in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're taking themselves too seriously, which can be really important for a young squad. I think so too. Um, I think I like to see that to be real honest with you and I like what we've seen out of uh, Chris Woodward so far. I feel like he's been pretty progressive and you know picking his battles and kind of being in the background there. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard that it's been difficult sort of injecting all that new age baseball into the clubhouse that's traditionally been sort of old school. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can't say this is the fruits of that labor, but um there there are some results yeah. and um it's not terrible. I mean, isn't it really time that we get past the Hardo coach in general? I mean, I can't complain with like Bill Belichick. Those results are proven for themselves, you know, like as far as across other sports and everything. But it just feels like that does not appeal to these guys at all. 
And I agree. I get it. I understand. Like, I give me some credit for at least getting to the point I'm at, you know, and respect me as a ball player. I feel like that that's what it comes down to with a lot of guys. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. They've had a lot of come from behind wins with a lot of hypo, like standard Texas offense, which is always fun, fun to see that mm-hmm. um, this won't last yeah. at all. No, and, no, it uh, definitely won't. I, I'm just riding the wave, man. It's good. It's good I think you should. I like it. And I think that it's helped them that Oakland is definitely not as good as we thought they'd be starting off. Houston really didn't get off to a great start either. No. And, and Texas has taken four of six from from uh, Houston. Yeah, that see that will, that kind of thing will not last. They, no, and this is you know Houston's a team that a lot of people are calling to be in the World Series again, uh, myself included. So it, it it won't last. You're right. Oakland Oakland has not gotten off to a great start either. They've lost some pitching. Matt Olson is on the DL, or maybe it's Matt Chapman. Chapman, maybe I, think, both. I don't know something. Yeah, maybe they're yeah. both on the IL. Who knows? It's not going to last. No, for sure. And then the Angels are pooping themselves as to be expected. Did Mike Sosha get his job back? Is that what's happening? I mean, he's got to be doing some sort of front office advising here if this is what's happening so far. Is he the puppet, puppet master behind the scenes? Uh, I don't think so. Have we heard anything about Otani? Otani should be hitting live pitching in the next week. Um, and then he will be, um, you know, inching his way towards starting a real baseball game. The main reason I ch- the main reason I chuckled is because this headline, whenever I googled him, says Shohei Otani hit monster home runs in his first team batting practice since surgery. Because of course Ooh. he did. <laughs> yes, I've got him on my other fantasy team, and I can't wait to start him just because. Yeah. So what is it, how does that designation work? Do you have to designate him as a start as a pitcher or a hitter? It's this weird league format where I pick him up and I get him in both categories. Okay. So you? Oh, okay. One spot, dude. That's pretty cool, though. That's the, the way it should be. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm only reaping half the benefits of that. Correct. Yes. But you know, it'll be fun. I just want to see him hit some dongs. I, I think that's the thing that we need to concentrate on here is that not the pitching as much. Their pitching is shit, no matter what happens. It's true. They've got Tyler Skaggs and the like. Uh, <laughs> Basically, the, the like. Uh, let's talk about the NL East. Mets, okay. Mets and Philly tied for first. Atlanta is right behind them. This is a pretty competitive division. Sands Miami as well. Yeah, you're right. It's incredibly tight. Uh, every one of these teams is a lot of fun to watch, and I've watched each of them a number of times already just because Braves. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool seeing the Mets uh, doing really well. We know this won't last also. They have a negative 15 run differential. Um, and they're in first place. So that is wild. You know, you've got some some real front office buffoonery going on, especially with Jacob Degrom. You know, he said he had some elbow issues, and they scheduled him for an MRI. And then he's like, "No, I'm fine." And then he threw the ball a little bit, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll just cancel the MRI." (laughs) Wait a minute, that's not how that works. He did end up getting the MRI, and it came back clean, but the the optics of something like that are not good he's like oh he threw it he you know he rubbed some dirt on his on his ligaments he's good yeah the fact that they let that get out would be shocking in any other case but it's just not not great but (laughs) um, good optics offensively they've been doing really well Robbie Cano I think still doing pretty good out there and then um, young guy Pete Alonzo mashing taters um, and Ahmed Rosario getting on base like crazy I do have a Meadows Rario, and I like him a lot. 
I didn't know he existed until this season, but nice work, Ahmed. I want to say that one uh, James H. Middleton actually uh, uh, told me about him maybe last year or something like that, so I was at least familiar with the name. But not much more than that. I love that Bryce Harper was the first Philly to get thrown out of a game since like 2015. Yeah, that's so surprising, right? Is it? I I think so. Philly's a rowdy place. Oh, that, that it's gone on that long? Absolutely, dude. Especially the fact that Jonathan Papelbon pitched there. I guess that was probably before that, but still. Yeah, that guy's a hothead. Fuck him. Um, you know, whatever. Bryce is going to do Bryce. Yep, that's true. And they're stuck with 12 more years of it. Yeah, he's got he's to pick it up a little bit if he wants to be acting a kid. But Jake Arrieta, not too pleased with his behavior, to be sure. They seem all that team feels dysfunctional. I don't know why. Um, you know, it's it's a small sample size of clubs, but dysfunction seems to follow Bryce Harper wherever he goes. Yeah, I don't know that it's him though. I maybe it's a young it's, squad. They got a lot of youngsters. True. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just under the very much under the belief that Kapler's not the right manager for that. But we'll see. I don't think he knows how to manage people. I think he knows how to manage Numbers. baseball. Yes, which is fine if you're a bench coach. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the central so we can close this yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So Pittsburgh's been off to a nice tear. Also fighting. Seems like there's been a lot of like anger going through baseball this year or something. Yep. You got a lot of guys trying to prove something. Not really sure why. Yep. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the, the thing I wanted to at least touch on with the Pirates, besides the fact that they're winning the division so far, that's that's great. It's kind of unsurprising or it is surprising. Um, young guy, Cole Tucker. Mm-hmm. Have you seen clips of this kid hitting home runs and dude, stealing bases? Yes. This dude is a hot, hot little market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Market. 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 Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch for pirate fans for many years. Um, and I need to, I need to watch a game with him in it. I've just seen like highlight reels and stuff, but nice flowy hair, solid stand up doubles, home runs, etc. Young kid should be fun. I like a good call-up. Me too, man. I think that it feels like they've had a lot of guys like that. Like Nick Kingery is another great example of guys who've like come up and been really exciting like that and haven't really panned out. So I want to see more. Like you said, very small sample size. Yeah, Kingery is actually, for what it's worth, is is having his first like uh, okay season. He's starting to be like good ball. Pro- I think ball. he's. He is. I mean, that's true, but I think he just went on like the DL like maybe a day or so ago. Ah, uh, damn it! But it wasn't long, from what I remember. It was just like a strain or something, like ten days, okay. something like that. So nothing, that's nothing fine. crazy. That's going to be what does Pittsburgh in as usual is just the injury stuff, for sure. Um, St. Louis is definitely Louis, not been great. Yeah, they're looking really good. Um, they don't even have Jack Flaherty doing Jack Flaherty things yet. Right. Um, and they've got some injuries that they need to get through, but Carpenter and Goldschmidt one two in the batting order is looking strong. I feel like they haven't even come close to hitting full strength yet. No, no, they haven't. I think uh, the other strengths in that lineup are Paul DeJong and uh, Colton Wong actually having a pretty good season so far. Didn't we have an ad read named after Colton Wong? I feel like we did. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. It just it just opens itself up to so many excellent word puns. It sure does. The Cubs <laughs> might be bad. The Cubs might be bad. Um, don't even want to talk about them because we've talked about their badness already. Uh, Kristen Yelich, dude, that kid a tear. is a stud. Yes, I think he hasn't gone more than three games yet without a home run. I think he was the fastest to twelve home runs before May. What a baseball stat! <laughs> yes, what a baseball thing. 
<laughs> baseball's so good. Only baseball would come up with some stat like that. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's That's not a lot great. of tennis stats about wins before May. <laughs> right. No, it's definitely a baseball exclusive thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to talk about Cincinnati at all. No, definitely not. But I feel like the Brewers will settle in a little bit. I feel like they'll climb a little bit more here. I feel like Travis Shaw hasn't gotten off quite to a a real hot start yet. And once he does, that'll be good. Yes. The mayor of Jing Dong City needs to hit more homers. I was telling Jason the other day, I don't think that I'll ever really find the logic in trading him for Tyler Thornburg. I just don't think I'll ever really come come to terms with that one. That was a really bad trade. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's hit 30 home runs, I think, two seasons in a row. Yep. Just don't see it. And I think uh, I think Tyler Thornburg has pitched very minimally. I mean, he was oh. hurt for a full year the first year he was in Boston. So Ooh. I just don't think I'll ever wrap my head around that. Moving on to the West, uh, the Dodgers, have, I feel like they've cooled off a little bit, but they're, I mean, they're 7-3 their last 10, so not really. Yeah, I think there was a lot of initial press because they were hitting so many home runs. Uh, um, that's definitely true. Maybe that's cooled down a little bit. I mean, they they do have a lot of runs scored, but by no means the most in baseball. Um, they've had a lot of injuries. You know, Clayton Kershaw and Hyunjin Ryu. I think Ryu's back, though. Kershaw is as well. Um, Kershaw's back. Oh, how'd he do? Is uh, he pitched yet? It's, it's middled a little bit so far. Prattled. Okay, well, that's, that's kind of prattled. Yeah. <laughs> not piddled. Not piddled. Not, yeah, no, definitely prattled. I think I know the title of this episode. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> prattled in Pitter patter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't watched a Dodgers game yet, but some of the guys that you expected to be really good the last two or three years are just starting to be really good offensively. Um, Jock Peterson and Cody Bellinger just mashing the shit out of the ball. And then Kiki Hernandez also doing the same thing. Yes. So those are all, So you know, on this show, we've talked a lot about the talented players on the Dodgers and they've just never really pulled it all together. And at least those three guys are really starting to pull it together. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think that they're going to run away with that division pretty quickly, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. I think the rest of this division is kind of stinky. I feel like Colorado will pick it up some, but. Yes, man. They Nolan will. Arenado has not been great to start. No, he's he's started to pick it up too, but um, yeah, overall not doing it. I mean, Charlie Blackman just hit his first home run. David Dahl's not been great. They've got a young guy named Ryan McMahon who's going to be really good, who just got back from the injured list. Uh, Trevor Story and the like. Like they they can be very good. They can hit a lot of home runs and they can strike out a lot of people with uh, like Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland and so on, but. So they haven't pulled it together yet. They will. I agree. They'll get there. They'll get there. All right. Well, do we want to play a little bit of Marlin or politician? Marlin or big fish politician. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. We need to create theme music for this. We talked about this last time. We forgot. Yeah, sure. So I have six. Six ish names. Okay. And I'm going to give you their name. And I'd like you to guess whether they are a current member of the Miami Marlins or a big fish politician. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Pick a number between one and six uh, for two. my starting point. Two. Two. Okay. Um, we're gonna. You ready for the first name? I'm ready. Uh, Darren Soto. That sounds like a baseball player. That is a politician. Oh no. Darren. <laughs> 
Darren Soda is a Democratic uh, representative of Florida's 9th District, home to the former Kissimmee Cobras, Ooh. the Astro affiliate. A big Cobra guy wearing, wearing one on my shirt right now. Yep. All yep. right. I'm 0-1. <laughs> Did Soto throw you off? That was my goal. I, it felt like a baseball player. I, maybe, yeah, yeah, Soto definitely probably threw me. Okay, great. Um, let's do Chad Wallach. That's definitely a baseball player. That's definitely a baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? Chad Wallach is the backup catcher for the Miami Marlins currently. Mm. He has 24 at-bats, 7 hits. That's a 292 batting average, 1 home run, 1 RBI, uh, OPS of 872. Not bad for a catcher. Not bad at all. Small numbers, but yeah, not bad. Okay. The next one is going to be Bob Buckhorn. Oh, that's absolutely a politician. That is. That's the mayor of Tampa Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got to give myself the bell. All right. Nice work. Two and one. (laughs) Two and one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's do Ashton Hayward. Ooh, that's got to be a baseball player. That is the mayor of Pensacola. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's got a young kid's name though does, so it made you think he was a baseball player yeah he's, he's a tricky fella yeah let's do um lenny curry oh that's the most baseball name i've ever heard that's the mayor of jacksonville god damn it <laughs> <laughs> my ass handed to me here uh all right well i i, I lied we have seven names okay. uh let's do peter o'brien peter o'brien I feel like I should stay on the baseball player train. Say baseball player. He's a baseball player. Okay. All right. He's had 27 at-bats with three hits. That's a batting average of 111. Yikes. uh, An OPS of 422 and a war of negative 0.4 for this year. Not bad. He's he's an outfielder. There's only really one thing to say about his performance. (laughs) Wrong. Yuck. Yuck. And then um, the final person is Tyler Kinley. That is a baseball player. That is also a baseball player. Nice work. Did you hit 500? No, there I were seven, so. weren't there? Oh, yeah. So I think I was, I think I got four I, of them. I needed, yeah, I needed you to be a winner or a loser and not 500. You got um, all three baseball players. You missed Darren Soto, Ashton Hayward, and Lenny Curry, and you nailed Bob Buck, Buckhorn. Bob Buckhorn is. <laughs> Isn't that the most politician name ever? I just wanted to see what you would think. That's the best name I've ever heard. (laughs) So uh, Tyler Kinley, uh, he has pitched 11 games, uh, 12 innings. He struck out 15 and he's ERA of 2.13. So not a bad reliever. Not bad at all. Yeah. More to come. Yeah. Not bad. And and that's Marlin or Big Fish. Hey, it was good, man. That's always a great game. We need to make sure we play that whenever Ben's here next time. Yeah, we should come up with a congruent activity for a shittier team. Oh, wait, there isn't a shittier team. There's really not. I I can't really think of one other than maybe something involving the White Sox. We can probably do that. But the the White Sox have at least piddled around for the last five years or so. Yeah, can I just prattle real quick about the names on the Marlins team this year? I don't know if you recall last year's Marlin or Big Fish, but I purposefully chose a lot of um, Hispanic or Latin names because that was what the team was comprised of. Mm-hmm. This year, they've flipped the script and it's a fucking like Georgia frat house in the clubhouse. We've got 
Chad's and Brian's, John's, Neil's, Isaac's, Caleb's, Trevor's. Look, I draw the line at Neil, okay? Neil, Nick. Yeah, that's a lot of white people, it seems like. So I chose a lot of white guy politicians, like Ashton Hayward and Lenny Curry. It definitely makes sense. I feel like Lenny Curry is still a sports name. He might be uh, Latin. I'm not sure. I didn't actually look at his picture. Interesting. Well, good work, my friend. Good work. Thanks. All right. Well, I want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at OutfielderPod on Instagram and Twitter. At Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook. And make sure to check out the website, SensiblyLoud.com. And make sure to check out check us out on iTunes and the Google Play Store. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for Episode 63 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds Group, please keep patrolling the outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Get it to watch it now, now, now We live by anything, get the world to do